Sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Jesus said, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Friends, here we are, the first week in August, now turning the calendar on the fifth month of dealing with COVID-19. We were talking the other day how weird it was to have people back in the sanctuary last week for our altered in-person worship services. Yes, I said weird. It's just as weird as it was to preach to an empty sanctuary for all these months. And seemingly, it is just hard to kind of re-gear knowing that you're not just speaking to the camera. And the weirdness continues as we continue to navigate the do's and don'ts of safety protocols and guidelines. But I think at the core of our uneasiness really seems to be all of the unknowns. We have again heard the political jostling around this pandemic, national level medical advisors leading us in one direction with our political leadership going the other direction. A new stimulus package, which no one agrees on, the encouragement for our president to use his executive power to override it all and just get something done. To mask or not to mask, that is the question. Our best medical minds saying that masking is the key to beating this. And then our political leaders saying, well, the science just doesn't prove that. How are we not taking this seriously? If I wear a mask, it's a political statement. Are you kidding me? Republican or Democrat, this virus does not care about political affiliations. Trust me, my money and yet or better yet, my life is in listening to our medical community. They have advanced degrees in this stuff. The debate of returning to in-person school versus virtual learning, how to properly social distance our students so they are not the conduit of infection to older and more vulnerable people. Reopening businesses to employ the unemployed, to allow for our consumerism to heal our economic wounds. All of this on top of the normal stuff that we deal with. Cancer, chemo and radiation, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, cardiac conditions, tumors, strokes, the list goes on and on. Mental illness, depression, paranoia, isolation, loneliness, distrust, divisiveness, racial tension. And yes, even death does come. This has been a hard week in our midst, as again, we lost three longtime and beloved members of our congregation this week. And it seems that each day we are spiraling further into the unknowns. And this can leave us in fear, or at least in an extreme sense of anxiety or stress. And it would seem that if just one more thing happens, well, I don't know. The unreasonable things of life are what seem to be speaking the loudest right now. It is the unreasonable things that scare us and they leave us in fear. Now, our text from Matthew today tells us of the events that happened just after the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus took two fish and five loaves and fed more than 5,000 people. Talk about unreasonable. 
But immediately after he does this, he tells the disciples to get into the boat and cross to the other side. And after Jesus finishes dismissing the crowds, he goes off by himself to pray. And the story picks up again about 3 o'clock in the morning as the disciples are still out on the Sea of Galilee and the storm is raging. They are in the dark and the waves just keep pounding on their small boat. But these were fishermen, right? They had lived on the Sea of Galilee. They knew its patterns. They surely had endured its storms before, but we're told they are terrified. And then Jesus does something peculiar, even unreasonable. He walks out on the water towards the disciples, and they freak out. They believe what they're seeing is a ghost, and what they are seeing is completely unreasonable. But Jesus knows what is going on here, and he speaks. In fact, Matthew says immediately, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. It is I. Do not be afraid. And then comes Peter. Oh, Peter, who never quite seems to get it right, in all of his zealousness and all of his enthusiasm for proving his position amongst Jesus' disciples, Peter says, if it is you, command me to come out onto the water. We hear this statement by Peter as doubt, as questioning, which it actually was not. The original intent of what Peter was saying was that of confession. Lord, because it is you, command me to come out in the water. And Jesus responds with one simple word, come. And as Peter walks on the water towards Jesus, he finds himself in a position of unknown. And just as quickly as Christ's word of come had emboldened faith enough for him to step out of the boat, the unreasonable and the unknown element of the power of creation quickly pushes faith aside and fills Peter's spirit with fear again. And Peter begins to sink. And whenever the story of Peter walking on water is told, there is usually an admonition that comes with it that says, don't be like Peter. Or better yet, be better than Peter. And then this text will usually send us careening into all kinds of self-righteous ideas and willful acts. Well, if I'm just better at this or that, my life will be better. If I can just show how faithful I am, maybe I can receive more of God's blessing. This is what goes on in the conscience, of course. Well, this text is really not about the unholy trinity of me, myself, and I. It actually is not really even about Peter. It is about Jesus Christ. It is about what happens when Christ is in control, when Christ is doing the speaking. This text very specifically begins with a rapid-fire assertion of pronouns. He made, he dismissed, he went, he was there, he came, he spoke. All referring to what Jesus was doing and actually is still doing for us today. As Peter was walking on the water by faith, Christ's words were sustaining him in an unreasonable situation. But when Christ's words were no longer in Peter's ear and doubt had taken over, he sank. 
This is actually not all that uncommon for us either. In these days of unknowns, of unreasonable assertions, it's easy for Christ's words to be pushed out of our ear. And this is when fear takes hold. It is the unknown and the unreasonable that scare us. And where there is fear for your tomorrow, Christ is certainly not being heard. Friends, our world is really upside down right now. I get it. And there are a ton of unknowns in our tomorrows. We cannot control what tomorrow looks like. I was thinking about the potential impact that this time of pandemic will have on us. And there really is is no returning to normal, at least the normal that we knew. Because even if the pattern of our lives returns to a similar pattern of what it was before COVID-19, it has been impacted by this time. I have heard it explained that to my generation as an example, remember how things have changed since 9-11. I also read this week that the coronavirus will impact the current generations like the depression did in the 20s and 30s. That the experience that we are enduring will have lasting effects for generations. And we will not know what tomorrow brings. It's an unknown. But where fear is present, again, God's promises are not being heard. And Christ says, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. When Peter began to sink, he cried out to the only one he knew that could save him. The one he had recently seen control the unreasonable. He had taken just two fish and five loaves and fed over 5,000 people. That is unreasonable. But Peter cries out, Lord, save me. And Jesus speaks directly, Peter, why did you doubt? Doubt is not faith, and faith does not doubt. But his confession goes to the right address. And Martin Luther saw the symbol in this text. That is the presence in Peter of both the sinner and the saint in the same text. And St. Paul reminds us today in the reading from Romans 10, how are they to call on one whom they've never believed? How are they to believe in one whom they've never heard? How are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? This beloved text is probably one of the most popular and consistently used texts in ordinations. It was used at my ordination and probably every ordination I've attended in the last three years. But at the heart of this text is this. In a world that is gripped by fear of the unknown and that is gripped in terror of the unreasonable, God raises up preachers to speak his promises, to tell you again what Christ is doing for you. And when I say preachers, I don't mean just pastors. I mean you. You that know the name of Jesus Christ have this same gift to be able to give to others. That when you hear they are in fear, you can speak God's promises into their life. He sends his Holy Spirit to embolden faith, to push doubt aside. We do not come to faith through inner voices or personal insights. Faith comes by what is heard, and what is heard comes from the word of God. 
Faith comes by the Holy Spirit speaking Jesus Christ back into your ear, pushing out the voices causing fear and doubt. And with that, you can know the sheer power of God's peace and hope. So When you encounter things in your life that well up fear, the unknowns or the unreasonable, remember Christ's words again. Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. I have claimed you as my own. And nothing in all of creation, nothing, not coronavirus, not even death, can claim you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Now that is a pretty unreasonable claim that brings new life for us to believe. Thanks be to God. Amen.